If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-Bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFBomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-Bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFBomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFBomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFBomb.com. Ah, uh, living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the living la vida low carb show. Hey. TheLivingLowCarbShow.com Today we're here with Keto Teen Megan. It's Megan Simmons. Isn't that your name, Megan Simmons? Yes, that is my name. (laughs) Are you sure? Uh I'm pretty sure. So Megan is 14 years old and she lives in Virginia and has been doing keto since when? July. July of? 2019. July 2019. So you've only been on this for what? Maybe a little over a half of a year and you got real excited about keto to the point that you wanted to start an Instagram page. We'll get back to that here in a minute, but back up. Why don't we learn a little more about who you are? Had you done any other diets before this one? Talk about some of those things. Um, I tried vegetarian in January of 2019 where I was just very low in calories thinking that was the way to go when in reality that wasn't the smartest move. So low in calories like how many calories were you eating in a day? Uh, about 800 to 1000. Uh, yeah that's pretty low in calories. Uh, you're a petite 14 year old girl but still 800 to 1000 calories really not adequate for a growing girl. Um, And you now know that that impacts some of your like hormonal development as well. And we're going to talk about some things you're dealing with that probably stemmed from that here in a minute. But so a vegetarian keto, how did you do? I didn't do well. I was missing the bacon and the meats. So, I mean, I did pretty well, but it was just the calories that were making me feel like weak because I wasn't getting enough. Why did you struggle with the calories? Was this just part of the plan or was it a low fat diet? How how did the calories get so low? So it was a keto vegetarian kind of style. Right. Was it low in fat? Yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't really low in fat. It was high. It was like moderate fat. So why weren't you getting enough calories? Because one of the complaints people usually have about keto is they feel so full that they can't eat enough calories. And usually with a traditional keto diet, not a vegetarian one, usually that's because they're consuming a whole lot of fat, very little carbs and moderate levels of protein. But with a vegetarian style keto, what were you eating on that diet? I was eating a lot of almonds and 
a little bit of like yogurt and cheeses and fruit and some like leafy vegetables. But minimal amounts of those things because if you only got to 800 to 1,000 calories, those foods in and of themselves are fine. Although there will be people in the carnivore community, which you are a big fan of now, uh, that community that would say, well, you were missing some very obvious things because you personally don't eat eggs. Is that right? Right. And so if you ate eggs with a vegetarian-style keto, you get some extra fat and protein. Um, You also don't have uh, an affinity for fish products, right? No, I hate fish. (laughs) Yeah, so no eggs, no fish. You make it really hard to be able to do something and be successful, kind of a la Dr. Will Cole's Ketotarian book and his diet, which I, I know you're familiar with him. Right. Yeah, I am. Yeah, we're going to talk more about him, <laughs> uh, him here in a minute because he plays an integral role since you've gone keto. But okay, so you did 800 to 1,000 calories of these mostly plant-based foods. How long did you last on this starvation diet? It sounds like starvation. Uh, about two weeks. Two weeks. That's about right. You, you gutted it out. The I guess you just worked through hunger. Did, did you exercise at all? Uh, I did. About two hours of cardio daily. Two hours of cardio. Was that walking on the treadmill? It was kind of like a HIIT workout mixed with a lot of walking. Oh, my gosh. So you did more than just cardio. If you did a HIIT workout, that's a little bit of resistance training. And for those of you that don't know HIIT, high-intensity interval training where you go all-out energy for like 30 Mm -hmm. seconds and then you recover for about a minute and all-out, like usually it's sprints. Is that what you did? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a runner, right? I am a runner. She says that so pridefully. I (laughs) am a runner. Yeah. But now, uh, and we'll talk about what you do now, but now you're very much into the weightlifting. Do you like weightlifting now more than you do running or still running? I love weightlifting. Probably more than running, but I still love running. Wow. So, yeah, we'll get into that part of the story here in a minute. Okay, so that was in January of 2019, just over a year ago. And so you ended it after two weeks, frustrated. Did you go back to eating crappy garbage? I did. I was so upset that... I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get some Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia ice cream. Oh, yeah. That one's a good one. (laughs) I'm going to go and get some breadsticks. I'm going to get some tea. I'm getting everything. So you basically were in a food coma the next, what, five, six, seven months? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, what was your favorite junk food? I'm just curious. Probably ice cream. Ice cream. I know you have an affinity for Doritos. Oh, Doritos too. Yeah, definitely. Do you miss the Doritos now that you don't eat them? I miss them a little bit. So if I'm getting like a huge urge to have like a Dorito, I'll have some of the Quest chips, the ranch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Quest makes uh, different versions of it. That's very similar. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, all right. So in that period between the crash and burn of vegetarian keto that, yeah, nobody wanted to do suffer that way. And then going through all this crappy garbage, talk about what life was like at that point, because you obviously were discouraged after this failure. And did you feel like a failure when the two weeks were up and you're like, oh my gosh, this didn't, this didn't work. Did you feel like a failure? Yeah, I was struggling with a lot of thinking I'm a failure and thinking that I'm not good enough because I can't 
stay with something simple enough. I just wanted to look skinny. I wanted to be skinny. I didn't think, even though I was only 120 pounds, I didn't think I was skinny. Yeah, this is the key in your story because you didn't start doing this vegetarian keto and then eventually keto, which we'll get into here in a minute, for the purposes of weight loss, which a lot of people in my community, they do. It's all about a weight loss success story. So you did it because you wanted a flatter tummy and to be healthy, right? Yes, I did. And so when this didn't work, it started working on your mental health of going, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Why am I failing? You know, and you're 14 years old, so you're still kind of like developing like critical thinking skills and all of that. What did you think was happening? I was just struggling with not knowing what was happening. It was just this very weird kind of place. So to just comfort and so... It led me into eating all the junk food to comfort myself and make myself feel better. And yeah, it. And can I tell you, that's not uncommon. There's a lot of adults that do that, and myself included. I mean, I went on every single diet you could possibly think of. And when it didn't work, a lot of doctors actually will say, oh, well, you're not cutting enough calories, you're not cutting enough fat, you're not exercising on the treadmill enough. And yet you had done those things and you weren't feeling good. You weren't seeing success. And so it gets frustrating. You just want to throw in the towel and you just want to say, okay, what in the world? And so how did you come out of that? Because you got pretty deep, dark into the pits of this kind of bad place in your mind that you wanted to overcome. What led you to keto ultimately? So my mom started keto in May of 2017 and she has done amazing. She's lost more than 100 pounds. About 120 pounds, right? Right. Mom, yell from the other room. How many pounds? 120. 120. (laughs) So she's just done great and I saw her lose all of her weight, so I was motivated to start keto to just be healthy because I saw her, all her health stuff change for the better, so I wanted to follow in her footsteps. And again, hers was an incredible weight loss success story, and we're definitely going to talk to her at some point on this podcast, but for you, you saw, oh my gosh, look at what my mom did. Mm -hmm. Talk about what it was like as mom was going through this change because you had to have had a bunch of crap like sitting around the house before, what happened and how did it impact you in the midst of mom going through that? So the day mom went keto, she went through all of our pantries and threw away the sugar and the um, flour and all the kind of carb stuff that we had. And I was so mad at her. I was so mad at her. (laughs) Let the weeping and gnashing of teeth begin. I know. I was crying. I was so mad. So when we would go to the store, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get it here because she's, I mean, if I pay for it, then she'll let me get it, right? So I kept sneaking the stuff. Carbs, you're saying? Sneaking the carbs. What was your favorite carbs to sneak? The ice cream and the Doritos? The ice cream and the Doritos, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever dipped Doritos into ice cream? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with no, but... You have you have your limits on your craziness with I your know, carbs. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so all right. So eventually though, something piqued your curiosity about trying what your mom did. And l- let's be clear, your dad also went keto. Right. He lost what, 80 pounds, Kimberly? So 80 pounds to 120 pounds, between them a couple hundred pounds. You've got a sister Morgan uh, younger than you um, who does a little bit of this as well. So what was it that piqued your curiosity about wanting to do this seriously? So it was actually you. Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Exactly. I was 
going through your Instagram and I saw Keto Clarity. And so I decided, because my mom has Keto Clarity. So I decided to read. Thanks, mom. (laughs) So I read Keto Clarity and was like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? I need to switch now. Did you understand uh, all the words in Keto Clarity or were you kind of like gluco, neo, what? Uh, It was a little, okay, so it was easy to read. Was it a fun read? Uh Uh-oh, the look on her face says, no, you're just an old guy trying to make it simpler. Of course, how old were you at this time? You were 13, right? Yeah, I was 13. So that would have been like seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Seventh grade, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you read my book. You didn't understand everything, but you got enough of the gist of it that said, okay, maybe I didn't really take this seriously enough. Maybe I didn't do it the right way when I did it in January 2019. Yeah. While my mindset after trying vegetarian in January was, oh, well, you don't need to eat healthy because you're skinny and you're only young and and you're young. young, So it doesn't really matter. So you convinced yourself because of your age and because that you're not really dealing with any kind of weight problem, which is what most people go on a diet for, that you didn't really need this way of eating. You weren't even thinking about anything about health or fitness or anything like that. Right. I was just trying to get, I was trying to to get healthy and just think of any kind of ways. I mean, like not any kind of way because I could have gone vegan or I could have done like all these other things that are quote-unquote healthy for you well and girls your age let's be honest i mean 14 year old girls it's cool to be vegan Mm -hmm. and so what was it and we're going to get to when you started keto here in a minute but you were contemplating keto did you ever contemplate veganism or did that vegetarian keto thing kind of turn you off from that The vegetarian keto was like, yeah, no more. I can't. Why do you think a lot of like teenage girls, young girls like yourself um, are so drawn in by veganism? What is it about a plant-based diet that you think appeals to them? A lot of stuff online is like, oh, if you eat meat, uh, you're ruining the planet. Um, The future generations aren't going to have anywhere to live. This is earth is going to be destroyed if you eat meat. The cute little animals. Right. They're just so cute. Why would you eat them? Yeah. So there is this allure, though, but you've never been entrapped by that allure. I haven't. All right. So let's talk about when you got serious about keto. It happened in July of 2019. What, July 20th? Is that right? 2019, the night before, talk about dun dun dun. Your uh, 500 grams of carb party you had with your best friend? Yeah, so me and my best friend were having a sleepover, and it was the first sleepover I've ever had at my house. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be the cool friend. I'm going to get my mom to take me and my best friend shopping. We're going to go to Kroger. We're going to go and get the ice cream and the Doritos and the drinks. And I didn't even realize that I was putting the foods into my mouth that were bad for me because I didn't know they were bad for me. I just was like, well, let's be honest. You knew they were bad for you. You just didn't know the extent as to why, like you do now with blood sugar and insulin and some of the other effects. You just knew they tasted good and Megan wanted them. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what happened that night? Um, as she looks all sheepishly on her face right now. <laughs> I I mean, so. You ate a crap load of I carbs. I ate a crap load of carbs. That's about <laughs> it. And I honestly was so used to eating carbs. I was like, okay, this is nothing. Right. And plus you had a friend there who is not anything. Does she have a weight problem or any kind of health issues that you know of? Um, not really. 
Okay. So she was kind of basically like you, 13-year-old girl, ostensibly didn't care Mm -hmm. what she was putting in her mouth because there was no weight problem. There was no health problems. You're young. You can overcome it, da-da-da-da-da. But at the end of that night and the next morning you woke up, what happened? I was so sick. (laughs) You got sick. So talk about some of those symptoms. I was extremely nauseous. My stomach was in so much pain. Pain. I had a, this like splitting migraine headache that lasted hours. And just a reminder, 500 grams 500. of carbs that night. And I just was feeling so sick. And the funny thing is, I didn't even think it was the carbs. What did you think it was? I thought, I'm like, oh, well, I'm used to having headaches. So I guess this is just a headache along with some nausea. I don't really know why I had the nausea, but you know. So let's back up on that a little bit because you were showing signs that you were sensitive to carbohydrate long before you went keto. So you just mentioned you've had headaches. How long have you had the headaches? So I had the headaches from like January to July daily. So basically from the time you started kind of that very low calorie and then you switched over to that junk food until you started keto that July 20th last year, you had headaches. What did you think the headaches were from? I didn't know what the headaches were from. I just thought, oh, well, it's normal to get a headache, right? And you now know electrolytes were probably lacking. You probably know that you were having a reactivity to some kind of a food that you had in your diet. So you now know those things, but none of that was on your radar screen at that point, right? Right. What were some of the other symptoms? You said nausea? Yeah, I always felt like kind of nauseous. After eating anything? It was mostly after eating like ice cream or something with a lot of dairy in it. Ah, so you realized maybe you had a sensitivity to dairy. Right. Okay. Uh, anything else as far as symptoms um, that you know of? How was your sleep at that time? Were you fatigued at all? My sleep, oh yeah, my sleep was horrible and I always felt so tired. Even after a full night's sleep, you'd wake up in the morning, you'd still be tired. Right. I'd have to have like two or three energy drinks just to get through the day. What's the worst part of doing keto? The meal prep. What you really need is a quick, customizable, and easy keto meal replacement for when your other food options aren't ready. Introducing Keto Chow. It's the fully customizable meal replacement that makes keto easy. Keto Chow takes just seconds to prepare. Add the fat of your choice, a scoop of Keto Chow, water, and shake. Just trust the thousands of five-star reviews on Facebook, Amazon, and Google Shopping. Keto Chow comes in 18 delicious flavors. And in a third-party blind taste test, Keto Chow outperformed all of the competitors in appearance, flavor, texture, and overall impression. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com to place your order. And be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout for 10% off your first order. While you're there, be sure to check out the electrolyte supplements, no sweetener, no added flavor, no caffeine, and pure electrolytes. Keto Chow. All right, so July 20th, you decide enough is enough. I'm going to give this keto thing a try. Mom, you were right all along. I should have listened <laughs> to you. Uh, talk about how that all went down. Um, You remember that day or are you still in a, cob, uh, a carb brain phase <laughs> at that point? You, it was just a blur. Yeah, it was- of a blur honestly 
What did you do? What was your first meal that was keto? My first meal was my dad had just bought some like steakums. So I made this like Philly cheesesteak kind of thing with yeah. um like yellow bell peppers and onions and the steakums with some cheese with like some American cheese. Um sounds yummy. It was really good. That's what I remember. Was oh this is really good. I can do this. I can handle this. Now something you don't know about Megan, the girl loves her some bacon. <laughs> yeah, I love bacon. I think you would have bacon coming out your ears if we squeezed your your head. It would like squeeze out bacon a little bit. Honestly probably <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Bacon is legal on keto. You kind of want that. Um, you're trying to get the, the healthy fats in there and you're minimizing the carbs. And so, all right. So talk about like the weeks after you started this, because ostensibly you had an improvement in some things in your life. Talk about those. So almost immediately I started noticing my sleep was getting better and I wasn't as tired. Mm -hmm. I was still tired, but I wasn't as tired. Okay. And the headaches went away, which I was so shocked. They went completely away. These were the same ones you had from January to July. How quickly did they go away? Um, Within three days. Three days. So that should have told uh, you right away. Hmm. <laughs> I guess the carbs were causing my head to pound a little more than I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? At that point, I was very scale-centered. So I was like... Even though you didn't have a lot of weight, what are we talking, 5, 10 pounds? Yeah, I lost like 5 pounds and I was like, oh my God, wow, look at that. But you didn't really care about that. I mean, and there's people listening to this right now, yeah, 5 pounds, whoop-de-doo. I, I, po I pooped and I lost 5 pounds, so... <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the the point is you saw some pretty quick improvements talk about your meal frequency too because i remember you writing to me and saying is it okay i'm only eating like a couple times because you were used to in your carb days just constantly eating and having to and you know why now because of the blood sugar regulation and those kinds of things but you found that you just spontaneously stopped eating so frequently so that periods of intermittent fasting came into effect. Talk about how that was and did it freak you out? Oh, um, it freaked me out so much because I was so used to eating three big meals a day and having snacks like constantly. So when I was only eating like two meals a day, I was like so shocked. I'm like, is this normal? Yeah, you contacted me pretty quick and was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be having another meal. I'm not hungry. Got my bacon squirting out my ears in the mornings. I'm having my pork chop and vegetables at dinner time. What's going on here? Yeah, I was really confused. But you quickly realized it's completely normal, right? Yeah, I read The um, Complete Guide to Fasting and I was like, oh, okay. I've heard of that book. <laughs> You probably have. I have. I have. This interesting guy named Dr. Fung and this weirdo named, what, I don't know, Jimmy Moore. That's right. So, uh, okay. So you started fasting. And uh, I mean, what did you think about like, oh my gosh, should I be eating more? Did you ever run into uh, the problem where you felt like, okay, oh no, I'm going to get into that trouble of not eating enough like I did in January. Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, a couple times for the first couple of weeks, I would only be, I would totally forget to eat. I would like look the up. The whole day. Yeah, the whole day. I'd wake up, I'd 
look like a, a clock and it'd be five o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not eaten anything today. Wait, what? And you're a 14 year old who could ostensibly eat whatever, whenever, but you quote, forgot to eat. <laughs> yeah. It just wasn't like a reminder. Like my stomach wasn't like. Was it growling? Yeah. I wasn't growling. It's, you weren't hangry. I wasn't hangry. Did you get hangry a lot when you were in your crappy garbage days? I should ask mom this question. Was she angry a lot, mom? Not too bad. Okay, well, good. See, you're a good kid. See, mom just vouched for you all over the podcast. So, all right. So, okay, but you found that you improved in that area, and that's good. Tell us ultimately what happened. You got down in weight, what, about 12 pounds, 10, 12 pounds? And then you were able to enjoy the foods you were eating. You started feeling better. The headaches went away. But then you started noticing a few months into keto, some interesting things happened that led you to go see Dr. Will Cole. I want you to talk about this a little bit. What were some of the symptoms and what what happened? So I was noticing my hair was thin. My hair is the first thing that I noticed. My hair. Falling out? was falling out like clumps at a time. It was just getting thinner and thinner. Was it doing this before you started keto or was this exclusively after you went keto? So my hair's never been thick, but it- Not like your sister Morgan's, hers is really thick. Right, but I just noticed it was getting thinner and thinner and I was like losing all this hair and I'm like, okay, is that normal? And you were eating enough calories at the time or do you think you were maybe under eating a little bit of calories at the time? Um. I was eating a pretty good amount of calories. I'm not. What's I, that mean? Like I was probably eating 1,200, 1,200, 1,400. Okay. Cause sometimes what happens and I credit Dr. Michael Eads for teaching me this one. Sometimes what happens is when you initially go on low carb, it's extremely easy, easy to under eat mm-hmm. on the calories. And so under eating calories in and of itself will prevent your hair from growing. Um, and hair is basically made of protein, amino acids. And so When you go low carb, you might inadvertently eat too low calories and then eventually you start eating adequate calories, which I know at one point you got up to 1,800 to 2,000 calories, right? Right. And so, and then even just the simple diet change over from a crappy garbage diet, which is basically what you did, over to a ketogenic styled low carb diet, that alone also will make your hair come out. But what happens is behind that comes not just more hair, but hair that is stronger Mm -hmm. and then will come in. And you're 14, you're still developing. You're going to have beautiful adult human woman hair by the time you're uh, of age. And so uh, did that ever subside? The big clumps coming out, you still have that happen? Um, around December, uh, after I had my consultation with Dr. Will. Okay. We'll get to the consultation in a minute. Oops. And was doing the things that were recommended. My hair stopped coming out as much. Okay, we'll get to that in a second because I I, I don't want to jump the story. That is the key part of the story. You did go (laughs) see a functional medicine doctor. All right, so uh, what else? So um, your hair started coming out in clumps. What other symptoms did you notice after several months being on keto that you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was supposed to be better? Um, I was still dealing with a lot of dairy kind of issues. What does that mean? Um, like after eating like anything with dairy in it. Oh, you were bloated. Is that what you're saying? I was bloated, which I thought would just go away. And it was just kind of a phase. Did you think it was just the carbs that was causing the bloating? Because they do cause bloating, but you realized it was more than just carbs because you weren't eating that many. 
Right. And so, okay, so you identified that you were sensitive to dairy uh, because of the bloating. What other symptoms did you notice that led you ultimately to go see Dr. Cole? I was bruising really easily. Here, let me punch you on the arm and see if you bruise. (laughs) I was always cold. Like, even when it was 90 degrees outside this summer. So a possible kind of thyroid or other hormonal type of issue. Right. Did you still have the nausea comeback that you had pre-keto? You started having some nausea in in that, right? Uh, That kind of got worse when you ate certain foods? Yeah, I was becoming nauseous and I didn't know why. It was just kind of this oncoming thing. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. But I didn't really think much of it. But it wasn't random. You started noticing the pattern of what you ate and then you got nauseous. What did you discover? I discovered it was... Like fattier beef. So when you ate beef, you found that when you had fattier cuts, which when you go keto, you choose the fattier cuts. So, uh, you know, who doesn't like a nice prime rib or ribeye steak or, you know, anything that's fattier? So, So what did you do to kind of immediately rectify that before you got functional medicine help? So... Avoided, obviously. Yeah, I avoided it um, until I went to see Dr. Will. So what were your go-to foods on keto? Did you eat a lot of chicken? I ate a lot of chicken thighs, chicken breast. Um, Did you feel like you were turning into a chicken? You ate so much chicken? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's talk about Dr. Cole. He is my co-host on my other show. It used to be called Keto Talk. It's now called Real Talk. And so he and I have been friends for a little while. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, I got this 14-year-old girl who I think could use your help. And so he very graciously offered his services to you and your parents to basically run a bunch of lab work. Do you remember the lab work, some of the just generalized lab work that he ran? Just rattle off some of the things that he ran on you. Based on your symptoms, he sent you a whole list. I can help because I know some of them, but what do you remember? I remember he ran a inflammation. So like a HSCRP, I believe was one of the inflammation markers. He also ran a homocysteine level, which is another inflammation marker. He did my glucose. Um, so blood glucose. Insulin. Insulin. Yeah. Your basic cholesterol panel. I think he also ran the advanced one, the NMR lipo profile test, which is the more uh, breakdown of your uh, LDL particles. And interestingly, you fell right into that pattern A, which is the large, fluffy, and safe kind. So you didn't really have any problems there. So that was good. Right. The one I want to focus in on is the one that I think surprised you. Because here you are, you're 14. You've been eating kind of a crappy carb diet. Then you start keto, but your insulin is 13.9, which, you know, there's some people with type 2 diabetes listening to this right now. They've got 30-something, 100-something insulin. But as a 14-year-old who's thin, who doesn't really have any kind of health complications that are serious, was it surprising to hear that you had higher insulin and that you were actually labeled as insulin resistant? It was extremely shocking because I was like, oh, I thought eating- that was fat people that got that. Yeah, I know. I was like, I thought eating low carb would would make that not happen. So I was just in total shock. When Dr. Cole saw that result, do you remember what he told you or anything about why it was higher or what you could do to try to lower it? I remember he said that stressed could could raise insulin not getting good sleep could raise your insulin are you stressed or sleepless yeah <laughs> so. <laughs> so i've been trying to work 
with that and just try to eliminate stress and how you doing that because if you figure that if you figure that out all the adults listening right now want to know your secret it's a lot of deep breathing (laughs) so you deep breathing let's do it together (sighs) okay what else and I've been working, trying to improve my sleep and going to sleep earlier. Yeah. What does earlier mean? 11. So you used to go to bed after midnight? I used to go to sleep at like 3.30. Oh, mom, did you know that? <laughs> wow. You just revealed something to your mom on uh, Jimmy Moore's podcast. So, all right. Well, good. 11 is uh, better than 3.30 in the morning. So you would wake up in the morning exhausted. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Okay, but but I guess your mind was racing before and now it's more calm because right. of the ketosis, you think? Yeah, definitely. By the way, speaking of ketosis, you do test your ketones from time to time. I have seen those. You also test your blood sugar and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, You're in ketosis every time I've seen you test. What was the highest you saw? Uh, 2.0. 2.0. I know I saw one that you did recently, like one point something. Yeah, it was just like a couple days ago. That yeah. I did the 2.0. Okay, cool. And then the blood sugar kind of in the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. And see, this is the interesting thing because some people only test their blood sugar and they think, oh, it's in the 80s, I'm fine. And yet your story shows, <laughs> yes, you have in the 80s. Oh, by the way, your triglycerides were phenomenal oh, under yeah. 50. Your HDL was pretty good. You had really good what's called cardio metabolic markers. Mm-hmm. All of those showed that you're a pretty healthy young lady, but then the insulin. And so this is important, getting that insulin under control now, because if you don't get it under control, then that, when you become childbearing age, um, could lead to PCOS or other autoimmune disease development. So it's good that you got all these numbers run now. How did you like Dr. Cole, by the way? He was really nice. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, and he was very helpful. He explained everything. He answered all of the questions questions that your parents had and you had, uh, and, but he really helped you. So, all right. So you said earlier, Dr. Cole helped give you some protocols that helped with the hair falling out and, and other things. What were some of the changes that you've made to your daily? I know you've added in a few supplements. I want to hear you say the one that starts with an A supplement that's supposed to help with some of the mood stuff. No, I'm not even going to I want to, I want to hear you say it starts with an A. It's an adaptogen. He is one of his favorite adaptogens to put all of his patients on. What is it? You want me to say it how our family says it? I want to say how you say it. (laughs) Ashwagandha. There you go. That's pretty good. It's Ashwagandha. And you did Ashwagandha or Aslaquanda or... Ashwagandha. (laughs) I didn't know what you were saying. All right. So what other supplements did he put you on? So I'm on... You were low in iron. So I'm on iron and then I'm on... No, don't leave the room. <laughs> oh, you got organ complex. The organ complex. Right. She walked away to try to look at her supplements. I was like, don't leave. This is a live interview. And vitamin C and zinc. Okay, the zinc I know was for the stomach acid because you were low in stomach acid. What was the vitamin C for? Or were you just generally low in vitamin C on the blood test or something? I don't know. I don't okay. remember. That's all right. I know, I know he also, I think, put you on a B, vitamin B complex for some energy or? I know he put me on vitamin D. Oh, the D was low. That's right. Yeah. What was that? It was like 20, 25. 25 and it's supposed to be over 50. Yeah. 
Okay. So you've been now, uh, we're recording this in early February. So uh, you've been on this for a couple months now. Have you noticed any changes from the time when you first saw Dr. Cole to now? So my hair has, so it's not um, falling out anymore. It's gotten healthier looking. It's still not what I would say thick, but it's not supposed to be. I mean, not that fast. Right. And you're in the in-between phase of where you're losing your, I'm a child hair and you're growing your adult hair. So that'll probably even out as you continue to get older. Um, my sleep has improved. Yeah. How, do you quantify it some way? Do you have a Fitbit or an Aura ring or anything like that? I don't. I just know that when I wake up, I feel good. Okay. Well, that that's good. See, sometimes we overcomplicate it and I'm wearing an Aura ring. Sometimes we overcomplicate it and think we need to quantify everything. But really at the end of the day, do you feel good? Yeah. And same with like those people that like to step on a scale and like to, you know, think that they're not doing things well and all you got to do, do you feel good? Mm-hmm. Because if you feel good, that's a really good sign you're doing good things. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ura people, send this girl a ring. She needs one so she can track <laughs> her sleep. It'd be fun for you. Would you like one of those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, yes, yes. All right. So cool. All right. So the last thing we haven't talked about yet is you're like an Instagram star now <laughs> because in August, it was shortly after you started keto and you started feeling so good so fast you came to me and you said, hey, I want to share the message more. Could I start an Instagram page? And I was like, absolutely, because you're pretty unique. A 14-year-old or at the, that time, 13-year-old girl who was doing keto, who can articulate kind of what it's like being a teenager eating this way was was pretty darn <laughs> special. So I said, yeah, why don't you why don't you be like the keto teen Megan? And you're like, I'm using keto teen Megan. So was it keto.teen.megan? Yes, yes. And so, okay, so she created that, you guys. I've been so impressed because you put out regular content. Why are you so consistent? You're kind of a weird 14-year-old. I love writing, so, um, and just sharing my story and my struggles and hopefully inspire and inspiring others and just making like people healthier and just happier. So if being consistent is what I need to do to accomplish all of my goals, then I will do it. And you went very quickly. I think within the first week you went up, you were over 100 followers, which you had like a personal page. And what did it have, like 50 followers? 53. 53 <laughs> followers. And in one week, Keto Teen Megan just blasted that one out the, the water. <laughs> And, and so you've been building and just recently, not that long ago, you passed a pretty big landmark. Want to talk about that? 1,000. She hit a thousand followers. <laughs> All right. So why do you think you're growing? And most of your audience, it looks like a bunch of us old people are all following <laughs> you. Why, why, why do you think older people, cause your heart is to reach your fellow teenagers, but and you do have a few of those, some really good ones. You can call them out if you if you can remember their names or their usernames. I'm sure they'd love to hear their name. But um, why do you think so many adults are attracted to your page? I've always been told that I am more mature than my age. So because I act more mature and I write in a more mature way and I just have more uh, mature, I guess, feelings. Maybe some of the adults live vicariously through you wishing they were that smart when you... I know a lot of the yeah, comments, they say that they wish they were as smart as you were when they were 14, uh, myself included, because I was so stupid at 14. <laughs> Can't imagine that. Hey. <laughs> 
So, okay, cool. You have all these followers that are adults. Are you surprised at all that there's been this kind of interest in what you're doing on your Instagram page? And because it's been so successful, have you considered that you wanted to start, I don't know, like a blog or wanted to start, you know, something else? Or are you just content with Instagram? Um... You don't want to start a website? So I've thought about... She gave me this look like, I don't want to I-E-I-E-I-E. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I've considered doing a blog or expanding to other social media. Because you're kind of limited in your characters on your Instagram page. And sometimes I see in your articles that <laughs> you have so much more to say. In fact, you you recently did a two-part post on something that was you were just so passionate about that you're like, I'm not even close to being done, you guys. So, you know, let's finish it in the second part. That's where a blog would come in handy or doing videos or doing podcasts. Anything like that sound interesting? Um, she just gave me cross-eyed. I'm going to say no with that one. It's all I could do to get her on this podcast today. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one day. Well, and you're still 14. You got your whole life ahead of you. What are the hopes and dreams? What are you trying to accomplish with what you're doing now and taking the momentum of Keto Teen Megan and someday becoming this wonderfully productive member of society that changes the world? What's the dream? My dream is to grow and expand to be able to help inspire people and just help people in their journeys. I talk a lot about self-love and just a lot of mindset because we all struggle with these things and I'm just trying to get people to that might not even realize they have self-hate or not even realize they have mindset issues and just realize that they do and go and fix it and like work on it. I think that's some of my favorite content that you do is where you don't necessarily talk about diet. It's easy to do that. You're not really a recipe girl. <laughs> I, I know sometimes people are like, show us what a teenager eats. I'm like, yeah, it's called food. Um, <laughs> isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. And so for you, though, I think your niche is you just are brutally honest about where you are in your mindset and some of the things you're thinking about and the self-love and the things that you think about and how you talk to yourself. I think that's some of your best work that you do. So that's going to help so many people as you get older. Keep doing that kind of thing because that's something that's so sorely needed. And a lot of people, a lot of adults still deal with that kind of thing. So you're doing really good work in that area. Thank you. All right. So again, her name, Keto Teen Megan, go to Instagram and her username is at keto.teen.megan. That's Megan spelled M-E-G-H-A-N, like like uh, uh, Megan Trainer, Megan Markle. See, I, I hit the popular Megan, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Uh, names that are out there. So yeah, go check her out, you guys. Keto Teen Megan, thanks for joining us here today on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Living La Vida Low Carb, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc of Light. <laughs>